When I was four and a half years old, I was sexually abused mm. by two guys in the neighborhood in the middle of the day mm. on my front lawn. Nobody stopped, cars driving by, nobody said anything. And I held that probably until I was like 19 years mm. old. So when when you have something like that happen to you at a young age, right. you um, you don't even have language to describe right. what you're dealing with. So mentally, I'm processing something I don't even know what it is. I, I realized that the rage that I had, I was releasing to people who had nothing to do with the original issue. Mm. Yo, what's good, what's poppin'? What it is, what it ain't, what it could be, what it should be, what it would be. Cam Newton and Son, Mr. Boogie to all. And today I'm here with another episode of Funky Friday. Now, to my left is a TV personality. To my left is an author. To my left is a pastor, an entrepreneur, a man of many talents, as well as a gospel singer. To my left is no other than Pastor John Gray. My guy. My man. My man. Ah, honored, man. Man, listen, look. Funky Fridays. Keep it funky. Understand? Gotta me? keep it above. I'm trying to tell you. You know what I mean? <laughs> I uh this is gonna be a breeze for me, really, because anytime I have somebody from the cloth, um, I'm able to relate with, but at the same time, it's the unconventional way that I look at life from how I use my calling and my purpose and my platform to impact and empower others. So this is really, you know, a small kind of thing that was on my heart to kind of act and move on um, and give me a way out, not necessarily a way out, but an expansion mm -hmm. of what people know me as. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I play, or people know me as a football player, but we're masked athletes. We're not able to really show what we really know. That's right. You know what I'm saying? So with Funky Friday, it's labeled a podcast, but to me, it's really just a candid conversation. Yeah, man. People know about John Gray. My thing is I could care less what people necessarily know. I want to humanize the person um, always to my left. You feel me? So yeah. uh, one of the main things that I want to talk about um, and your vulnerableness in your book, um, I Am Number Eight, the, the, the impact of, of where you was going. First off, you, you just mentioned you've you written two books mm -hmm. or, or published two books. And the thing about that, where did you come up with or how were you motivated to act on it? Yeah, I think... Um uh, I was associate pastor at Lakewood Church mm -hmm. in Houston with a guy named Joel Osteen, yes, who's sir. like the nicest human in the world. Like, mm -hmm. if he was in a horror movie, he would still be that guy. Like, right, right, well, right. Freddy Krueger, why are you stabbing those people? Don't stab those people. You're supposed to love those people. Like, he's that dude. Right, like, right. oh, Jason, just put the knife down and pick your Bible up and Come say, on. this is my Bible. This is my word. <laughs> Um, you know, so I was serving there and he said, John, I think you have a message mm. that people need to hear. I want to introduce you to some publishers. And he opened that door. And uh, my first book was called I Am Number Eight, which is um, a parallel story between my life and the life of David in mm. the Bible. Because 
people may not know, but David was the eighth son of Jesse. Mm. And so eight being the number of new beginnings. But if you study David's life, his brothers didn't like him. His father couldn't see him. Mm. And his mother didn't embrace him. Mm. So he was an outsider. He felt like an outsider in his own home, in his own body, in his own mind. Mm. Um, and the one thing he had was his art, his creativity. Right. And he also had a, a, a fighting spirit. So when he wasn't writing songs, he was slinging rocks up against, you know, the trees, learning how to, you know. Protect the sheep. Yeah, protect the sheep. Not knowing that one day what he learned in that field was going to help him with a cool. giant. And so for me, that book, I Am Number Eight, um, the, the, the tagline is overlooked, undervalued, but not forgotten by God. Wow. So <clears throat> it harkens back to my childhood. My mom and dad divorced when I was about four years old. And when he left, you know, it, literally, it's like all hell broke loose. My mother said I started having nightmares. Um, when I was four and a half years old, I was sexually abused mm. by two guys in the neighborhood in the middle of the day mm. on my front lawn. Nobody stopped cars driving by. Nobody said anything. And I held that probably until I was like 19 years mm. old. So when when you have something like that happen to you at a young age, right. you, um, you don't even have language to describe right. what you're dealing with. So mentally, I'm processing something I don't even know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it ain't just a physical thing, it's spiritual as well. Right. So all of those things were happening. And as I grew, then on top of that experience, I'm in church all the time. Right. 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 So now I've got, you know, my mama raising me to know God. Then I got this pain over here of an absent father. And you're telling me God is my father, mm -hmm. but I can't see him either. Right. So it's hard for me to embrace an invisible God when I already have one invisible dad. Mm. Yo. Man, it's just, that, it just, Barry I just, Bonds just knocked my brain. Whoa. Yeah. So what happened is I, I, I literally began to, you know, kind of embrace the religion of my mom, the relationship to God that my mom had. Mm -hmm. And my mom's a great woman of God. She's a great mother. She's not a great father. Mm. She was never called to be a father. Right. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out what it is to be a man and a young man and how that, you know, what's my morality? Right. What's my spirituality? All of those things are still happening. And I still got this, this demon from four years old mm. sitting in here. Still looming. Yeah. And it wasn't no mental health conversations right. then. It probably is still not no mental health conversations now. I think I'm... Um, I'm in a position where I see the good, I see the bad, and I see the processing mm -hmm. with men who, mm -hmm. in this world, being a black man, you're able or you're faced with trauma where you just have to, well, you have to just figure it out, right? Yeah. And we need more dads. We need more men that can help assist the transition. Now granted, I wanna, you know, I don't wanna just be, uh, you know, one dimensional with the, 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 the ethnicity because all men, they can come in many shapes, forms, and sizes, need to, you know, reach back and impact and empower the younger generation. That's right. Now, in my community, That's right, right. I only can speak off what I see. We got. You know, we're in Atlanta, Georgia, where the 
killings, the shootings, the, the violence is at an all-time high, especially, you know, the time of year it is, you have to be able to say to that younger generation to say, bruh, what's up? You, you, you good? Hey, man. Bro. And, and not, and not oversaturated with church, 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 church. Even reading the Bible, and I'm going to get back to David. That's my favorite character in the Bible, right? Yeah. But even for Jesus, Jesus got condemned because even the church people, the followers of Christ, mm-hmm. was always like, why are you over here hanging out with them? They ain't. Yeah. Yeah. People have a problem with um, how Jesus rocked. Um, the more you study the life of Jesus just as a man, mm-hmm. He's the kind of man I want to be right. because he had compassion, but he also had a firm set of values and principles that he would not move from. So every person that he encountered had value. Mm. He started from value. The problem with some in a lot of churches is church starts from we're right, you're wrong, mm. come up to where I am. Mm. That's not how Jesus interacted with anyone. He was, I'm Jesus, you're you. Let me show you that there's a better way. There's a difference between saying you're wrong and let me introduce a new idea. Mm -hmm. Jesus was big on conversation. He was not judgmental. Mm -hmm. The woman at the well had been married five times and was living with a dude. Jesus walks up and says, oh, let me get some water. She's like, you know good and well, we ain't even supposed to be talking. Jews and Samaritans don't talk. He's like, yo, but if you knew who I was, you'd ask me for some water and you'd never thirst again. Mm. She's like, ooh, tell me about your water. Oh, my goodness. And he was like, first go get your man. I don't want want you to feel like I'm hollering at you. Right. And she was like, well, I'm not married. Then Then he hit her with the prophetic. He was like, yeah, you're not. You was married five times. Now you're just living with a guy. You know what? there's something hurting you on the inside that five marriages couldn't heal mm. and the sixth man can't heal, but I'm the seventh. I'll complete you. Wow. I'm the one that can, that can heal the hole in your heart right. because what you're trying to find in relationship, you can't find. It's a you versus you thing. Yep. You don't see you yet. Mm. I'm here to show you you. Right. And so I feel like um, where, where the religious world has gotten it wrong, particularly the, the construct that I come from, Christianity, some areas of evangelical Christianity have become so judgmental mm-hmm. and, it, and it becomes like a VIP experience. They, they want to judge people that go to the club, but the church is a club. Mm. Y'all got a VIP lounge Correct. for the ones who give more, Correct. for the ones who have more clout, Correct. for the ones who can make you more popular. You let them sit closer because mm-hmm. you want them in your camera shots. That's how you vibe. And it's not like God don't see it because the truth is and there's a business aspect to church that nobody wants to talk about. And that's what made me bitter. Mm. Like I was ready to give up everything related to the business of church. I love God. I don't have a problem with God. Mm -hmm. And and I'm not one of those people that wants to bash the church. I have a problem with the business of church Mm -hmm. because I think the business of church has done a disservice to the souls of people. And when you're more concerned about how much money you're bringing in on a Sunday than how many people are being fed and how many poor people are being uh, restored and how many people who didn't have a house now have some place to stay, we got a problem. Because now the stuff you are worried about is not stuff that Jesus was caring about. Jesus was about them streets. That's why he was for the streets. And and that's why the streets rocked with him. The people that didn't like Jesus were churchgoers. 
Pharisees, Sadducees, the people who had the political and spiritual power of the day, right. they couldn't stand him because he didn't play by their rules. Right. That's why they don't like me. I don't play by your rules and you can't shut me up. Yes, sir. I don't, I'm not for sale. I received that. I think, <clears throat> I think for me, going back to the, to the, um, the character David, mm-hmm. um, when I was in a dark time in my life, it was like 2018, 2019, uh, I was coming off an injury, uh, lens frank, right? Which is, it, now I feel like Jeez. it's still like irregular. It's basically like the skeletal bone in your foot separates by like not much. And it's a non-contact injury and it set me down. And throughout that process, you know, I was one of those people in church. I grew up in church. I know more gospel uh, hymns and and, and and songs than rap music, right? Um, so for me, during that time, I asked my father, who was the most influential person in my life, I was like, man, Pop, man, give me something. It's like I was called to, like, start from scratch. I said, I've been going to church all my life, but I don't know really no tangible ideas that I can relate to and say, oh, this is my favorite character. Why is this my favorite character? Because he did X, Y, Z. And he told me to start reading Samuel. Yeah. And as I started reading Samuel, I started realizing, you know, okay, God only had two people, to my knowledge, right, that was touched pre-birth. That was Samuel and Samson, right? And as I started reading, I was like, oh, man, I'm not even a reader. Now, I watch a documentary, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I, but I love information. I love education or, or educating myself on something from the past. And as I started reading, I started reading about David and how, you know, uh, Samuel was um, called to find the new king yeah. uh, from Jesse. Yeah. So, so he goes there, blah, 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 blah. He said, man, let me see your sons. That's right. Sons come out, swole his own. Exactly. It was almost like, boom, I'm him. And Samuel's trying to get a sign. He's not getting it. Cut another son come out, boom. Oh, yeah, oh, you must be talking about so-and-so. So-and-so comes out. No. Exactly. I'm not, uh, it ain't ain't hitting me. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) God God, is it, is it him? Like, you sure? My boy got triceps and biceps, man, that I could squeeze a walnut with it between his own. No. And then right before he was about to get up out of there, he said, hey, you got another son? He said, oh, yeah, we got another one, but he, uh, you know, yeah, you he a separate boy. You yeah, know you what I'm saying? Want this you know, kid. Boom. And that, for me, was the connectivity or the, the being born again to realizing that God don't look at the outer sphere. He looks at the inside. That's right. And that's when he knew David because he's seen his heart. You feel me? So throughout this whole time, when I was going through a dark side of my life or a darkness in my life where I just felt like I needed football, like football was everything to me. This is how I provided everything for my family. You know, the character David kind of was the, um, the life to me. And the same issues that he was having or that he had, That's multiple right. wives, <clears throat> concubines, things that, you know, being a warrior, you know, good looking, 
a people's pleaser, you know, musically inclined. Right. Or uh, uh, is a King Saul? He was that was supposed in essence be the prodigy. Like. Right. But Saul was jealous. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, as you're going through your journey, you start seeing like, man, it'd be, it be the people that's closest to you, boy. That just be like, bro, like, man, I, I want you to, I want us to win. I've always been that way, and I found out that it's not that way uh, for everybody else. Mm -hmm. I learned the hard way that people will celebrate you as long as they can keep their hands on you. Right. But the moment you elevate beyond their ability to control you, they're not going to celebrate as much. Right, right. Um, and what I love about David, because to me he's my favorite character. Between mm -hmm. him and Peter, yeah. I can identify. Peter's bipolar. P Peter's like, I love you. I ain't never going to sell you <laughs> yeah, out. Right, Ten minutes right, later, right. I never heard of him. I don't yeah. know who he is. Did you, Jesus? I don't know. No, I don't know yeah, no Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you know, but David was a complex man. He was a broken boy who didn't have fathering or mothering. Mm -hmm. His brothers couldn't stand him. So he went inside. He went internal. And he developed all these other things, like you said. And this is the thing. You talked about how people know you, but what this is is an evolution mm -hmm. and an expansion of who you are. Right. You're not confined to 100 yards on a football field Correct. because you were never confined to that. That might be the, the platform God chose for the world to know your name, mm -hmm. but that's not, the, that's not the final way that we're going to know you. Mm -hmm. The thing about David is he is a case study in evolution. Mm. He went from following sheep and being faithful to in somebody else's responsibility to being the leader of a nation. Mm. So, you know, he was a shepherd. He was a warrior. He was a singer. He was a dancer. Because mm -hmm. even his dance, when he danced out of his kingly clothes. Yes, so he's artistic. He's creative. But he didn't do good in relationships mm -hmm. because nobody ever trained him. Mm -hmm. And when you're the baby boy and they telling you you can't do nothing and you ugly and all of a sudden now you got all the girls hollering right, at you, right, right. I'm smashing everything right. moving. Right. Oh, you tell me I can't have who? Bathsheba right there? She taking a bath? Right there. I want her. Go get her. I need her. Yo, and first of all, let's let's get this straight. Bathsheba knew what she was doing. Yeah. Nobody ever talks about that. Mm -hmm. You know when he's on that balcony. Come on now. And you know to put yourself Come out there on. so he can see it. Come on. You know. Bathsheba, you know. It's some Bathsheba's. Man. <laughs> it's some Bathsheba's yes. taking a bath look, look. on the balcony. Come on now. Trying to get what, the attention what is of doing? the king. Look. But the thing is, and 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 this is what I dislike about religion. Mm -hmm. It's always taken out of context to appease what you may specifically go through. Mm -hmm. You know, like tell me a Bible verse. Jesus wept. Yeah, but you don't know why Jesus wept. Wept. Right. You see what I'm saying? I can do all things across the street. Yeah, but it, it's it, it was passage before and also passage. After you're gonna just say a part of something that you say, it said in the Bible, you know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I feel in that in that time of my life, right, I had everything, you know, still got everything, but I, I wasn't I, I didn't have no outlet to go through. And when you're talking about the Bathsheba situation, it's so relatable to me because. It was only, I believe it was one time that, that that was the situation that displeased God most about David. It wasn't many times, right? God, I want to follow after your heart. That's what I want. And 
he gave every single head of every single enemy that David ever had. That's right. You see what I'm saying? And one thing about David, him being a warrior, he could have killed Saul multiple occasions. That's right. But he was a man of God. He said, no, 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 no. I ain't going to do that. And to the person who wow. was following David, who killed King Saul, David killed, killed him. him. That's right. Like, no, 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 no. You don't, you don't get to choose. Yeah, you ain't gonna That's God's that. situation. That ain't true. And too many times in, in life, people are trying to take it upon themselves that say, I was moved and God, like, no, no, no. That ain't, don't, 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 don't put that on my God. That's right. Right? But at the end of the day, you have to discern. And I think when that situation with Bathsheba and for the people who don't know, you know, David was supposed to be in battle. He wasn't. He was counseled to stay back. And God would have given David anything his heart desired. Anything. And Cam, I got to say this. This is going to mess with some people's religion. God spoke through the prophet Nathan mm -hmm. and said to David, he said, I gave you the house of your father Saul. Mm. I gave you his wives. He said, and if that was not enough, I would have given you more. Right. He was talking about David's relational appetite. Right. Nobody wants to talk about that. What he was saying is, David, if who you're in relationship with was not enough, you could have come to me and I would have provided the right way. What God was saying is, what you did was wrong. Your appetite was not wrong. Mm -hmm. How you addressed it, right. how you fulfilled it was wrong. Right. So there's the there is you a didn't come to me. That's right. There's a legitimate need here, right. but you filled it in an illegitimate way. You mm. killed a man so that you could cover up something you had already done. Correct. I'm not gonna rock with that. Right. And the fruit of that thing cannot live. Mm -hmm. And so, but what was profound to me was God as a father, mm -hmm. not just this big angry you know being that in the universe. Down and saying, that ain't yeah, right. He, he, said, he said, "Come on, son. You know yeah, better. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know how we get down." I've been with you since we was in the field together. Mm -hmm. You know this is not how you do that. All you had to do was come to me. And this is something I had to learn. Because uh, maybe three and a half, four years ago, I wanted to end not only my life, but ministry. I hated church. And I couldn't stand church people. Mm -hmm. Because the very people that I served, some, not all, but some of the people that I served and fought for and you know went to battle for, when I started going through hell, couldn't find them. Mm -hmm. Couldn't find them. While I'm making you millions, right. while I'm helping the economy of all these church conferences and I'm packing right. out your conferences, right. I'm getting all the phone calls. Right. But then when I go through hell, all of a sudden I'm judged, but I helped your thing. Right. You see what I'm saying? So there was a lot of bitterness there. Um, you know, my wife, we've been married 12 years now. Yes, and, you know, it came to a point where I was like, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be married anymore. I don't think I want to be married. I don't know how to be married. Mm -hmm. All the fatherhood issues that I never addressed came back. came back. All of the repressed sexual issues. Because mm -hmm. when sex is introduced to you wrong, that's all you know. Yes, sir. So sex is bad. It's dirty. It's unclean. When I was 10 or 11, my body started changing. I had a wet dream. I went and told my mother. She was like, you need to ask the Lord for forgiveness and go take a bath. That was the conversation as opposed to saying, this is a Let's part about it. This is a part of growing up mm -hmm. as a young boy. She didn't know. Right. But what it did is now I'm wrong without trying. Mm -hmm. So now there's shame. Right. So I brought all of that unaddressed trauma into mm -hmm. a marriage with a woman who had no clue that all of this was going on. In our premarital counseling, bro, we scored hundreds on communication, vision, mm -hmm. um, you know, you know, shared goals. 
scored a zero on sexual intimacy mm. because I didn't talk about it. I was like, we don't need to talk about it. God going to give me that on our wedding day. Right. It, it's not, That's not what happened. Man, you know, and, and I got to be as vulnerable as I, as, as I know how. I, um, through the trauma that I've seen in my life, right, I think we live in a society that's so judgmental, uh, a comparable society that it's like, okay, they got it going on, they're doing this, they're doing that, let's post it, let's, let me get some likes, we'll seal our soul for 10,000 likes, you know? And I think with me seeing so many unhappy marriages, yeah. that my fear of marriage is that. And when I look about what the Bible speaks about marriage, it says holy matrimony. It don't say no honeymoon and... and, and Come on, in Cabo. <laughs> nah. Where, where in the Bible did it say get on your knee or present a ring? As a symbol, right? So when we talk about certain things, it's almost blasphemic to somebody's ears. Like, no, 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 no. Don't talk about that. Don't do this. Don't do that. And now I'm finding myself building something that's for me. And my relationship, you know, with, with God is like, man, God, man, just bring the people in my life that sees my vision and can hold me accountable. That's girlfriend. That's, that's wife, that's friend, that's homegirl. I, look, I don't need, I just, as a man, we need peace and accountability. Let me tell you something. <clears throat> My wife asked me all the time. She said, what do you need? I said, peace. Mm. She'll tell you right now. Av, what did I say I want? That's all I want. Peace and respect. Mm -hmm. You want love. You want affection. You want me to hold you. You want right. me to watch, you know, your favorite show, Sisters. I watch <laughs> Sisters on BET. That's not my thing. You're not going to catch right, me right, right. doing that. She's going to catch me watching ESPN. But I'm going to do that because I love her. Right. But when she asks me what I want, I want peace. I want respect. Mm -hmm. But those two don't happen unless you see me. Yes. And that's what intimacy is. Into me see. No way. Most men don't have any woman who can see into them. Yeah. So if she can't see into you, how could she speak to you mm. if she can't see you? But also, the women have to understand that they have traumas too. And it's just not a male thing. No, sir. It's a, it's a, per, it's a human thing, right? And, you know, the thing about it is two people that's uh, hiding their true self to appease to somebody else sooner or later is going to look. And I got caught in that. And anytime I have a platform to speak on it, I will because I know that I'm not just talking to you. I'm yeah. talking for a lot of people That's who right. sees this. And I was living a lie. You know what I'm saying? I was hurt. I was dating that hurt person. Um, but we was what well, we was rebels. Maybe yeah. I'm for you, you for me. We going it's us versus the world. Then all of a sudden, I put her on this lifestyle of of wholesomeness and and you know we gonna go to church, we gonna do this and we gonna do that. And somehow or another, my ego got in the way. Mm. And one sign of unappreciation spurred a whole 
thing where it was just getting out of hand. So for me, I'm like, look, the thing that we should have did, number one, whether it's um, looking to counseling or just hearing each other, seeing each other yeah. and identifying, listen, baby, I just want you. And I know everybody got baggage. Yeah. Some of our baggage is our coach. Some of them are bad. Our bags are Toomey. Some of <laughs> our some bags are, are Louis Vuitton. And some are assistant coach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you can't afford a coach. You know, you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, who are you willing to pick up their bags for? And Ooh. it's like everybody sees, and, and, and anybody that's in my position, an influencer, an athlete, an entertainer, whatever, I always tell the younger cats, I have a 707 all-star team, and I always tell them, I'm like, bro, you don't understand. You so easy to love. Because everybody sees the ring, the David Yerman ring, the Rolex watch, the Hublot, the Patek Philippe, the, you know, the Richard Mill. They see the house. They see the car. They see all this. Who wouldn't want to love that? But, man, I had father issues. I was sexual abused. I had uh, abandonment issues, I have control issues, I have rage, that you won't get that until something triggers it. And then it's like, whoa, 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 uh-uh, this ain't right. the person that I want. Uh-uh, get me out, control, alt, delete, get me out of this. We gotta stay here for a second because what, what you just said is a reality that I've walked through and I know that my wife is experienced and others who are closest to me because there was something happening in my manhood as I continued to grow, I realized that I'm, I'm not healthy, mm. I'm not whole. So multiple counselors, and I go to different because I, I like different right. perspectives. Mm -hmm. But in counseling, I realized that there are multiple versions of me in here. Mm -hmm. And the one with the most power is the four-year-old that got abused because he's not going to let anybody right. put him in that position again. So I have to control mm -hmm. The narrative, I gotta control who comes close. I determine the level of intimacy or, or proximity. And, and if you hit me with the wrong trigger, you're gonna get the, you're not gonna get pastor. Cause that's that's on top of my name. I'm John from Mitchell Avenue, the four-year-old who you talking to right now. Cincy. So yeah, I'm Cincy. This is Cincinnati right now. Okay, this is the 513. Yeah. Okay, understand yeah. this. Now even though my wife is from Alabama, she's a war eagle. Yeah. You know, Auburn fan. No, no, I'm, no, 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 no. Don't talk down on that. You know, I'm you just guys, saying, that, okay, all right, that, you right. That, that pitch was supposed to go up. Okay, now, war, war eagle. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Weagle Weagle. National champion. Yeah, yeah, you know. Okay, what, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And you still owe me $6,000 because me and my wife went out to Santa Ana for Super Bowl 50. And Pray for me. I'm just saying. Or sign a ball or something because I, you know. It's okay. But I went out there for you. But <laughs> I, I realized that the rage that I had, I was releasing to people who had nothing to do with the original issue. Mm. So now I'm erupting on people that, had, no that were not on the front lawn mm -hmm. when I was abused and were not there when I was looking for my father in the stands right. and was not there when, and I love my mother, but my mother, uh, I think her religious construct put me at a deficit mm. because if sex is bad and sex is dirty and everything around it is sin, now I'm walking into my marriage like, what, is it okay for me to like her booty? Right. Why do I like her tattoos? Mm. Why does that turn me? I'm not supposed to be turned on by that because I'm a church boy. Yeah. No, I'm a man. Mm -hmm. And religion will mess you up 
if you let it and make you think that your, your natural inclinations or your natural attractions are wrong. Now, let's be real careful because when you start talking natural attraction, that's where the churches fail miserably because we're ready to put people in hell unless it's our preferred sin. You know, we're going to put you, oh, you're, you're living like that? You're going to hell. But you got a family on the other side of town. You know, are you going to go to hell? But you you fat. Yeah. And gluttony is a sin too. Mm-hmm. Is that going to get you in hell? Correct. You know, you lie. The Bible says all liars will be in the lake. You going to hell? There's no sin. There's no there's no weighing scale. There's no sin scale. You you can so so you better fall under grace. Yes, sir. Everybody better be real quiet about other people's stuff and just be grateful that he covered yours. He who cast the first stone. Yeah. If you and he who is not sin, throw a rock. Don't nobody, if your life was on a big screen TV right now for the world to see, you'd be trying to unplug every electronic device. (laughs) No, don't turn it off. Let's watch you twerk before you start singing in the choir. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Let's let's watch you get lit with the brown liquor under the cabinet while you judging somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and so my thing is, it's best to keep your mouth off of other people's experiences if you don't know how they arrived there. Yeah. There's a lot of people that said different things. You're in the public space. You're a big target. I'm a big target. When I started, um, literally, it was. it's not self-destruction. It was actually reconstruction. Mm. I'm grateful for the horrible moments that I went through because it revealed me to me. Right. There was no other way for me to go through it. I had to, I had to go through it this way. Um, and and so I don't judge anybody. I've always covered people. Right. If I start telling secrets, it's going to hurt a whole lot of feelings out here, cuz. Right. So I'm going to just leave that right there, and I'll just say this. I'm grateful that God dealt with me mm-hmm. because Scripture makes clear if God corrects you, he, he, he sees you as a son. Mm-hmm. So when you get whooped, that means you're legit. Right. If I really had, had uh, something that God said, I can't fool with him no more, he would have left me alone. Yes, sir. The last thing you want is for God to leave you alone. You want the correction. Yes, sir. You want the adjustment because that lets you know, I love you too much to let you die in bondage. It wasn't even about I'm angry and I'm exposing you. It's I love you Mm -hmm. and I need you not to live in this manner. Correct. You know, for me too, my whole transition of of who I am now, like I said, I grew up in a church, still actively in church uh, and try to find some type of counsel of recharge multiple times a week, not just on Sunday. Yeah. And I just remember growing up, every Sunday, it was mandatory. It was, and, and still for my kids, when I go to church, all y'all going to church. That's right. Every single one. I don't want to hear, Daddy, I got, no, 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 no. You putting your shoes on, you putting your good clothes on, and we going to church. I think when I got to college, that's when it, I, I, I think we have to do a better job, and not just you know, let's get out of this religion realm for a second. I think as mm-hmm. parents, giving your children safe spaces to be them and be curious, because I didn't have that. I Like, I love my dad to death. I love my mom to death, but only thing they know is church. We never talked about sex. We never talked about, uh, we just knew it was wrong. We just knew drugs was wrong. We just knew hanging out all night was wrong. Weed was wrong, drugs was wrong. But as children, the favorite thing that they like to do, or we like to do at one point, is ask the simple question, why? Why? So if, you're don't, if you don't have a safe space to ask that question, why, 
without being condemned or boy, you let me let me tell you something. Without that, it forces that being to want to find out for himself. I always tell, you know, people, you know, I have seven children and uh, my daughter, Shakira, she's 15 years old. And my daughter, Sovereign Dior, she's five years old. Now, two different age brackets, two different walks of life. And even though I'm not Shakira's biological father, it's my job that I give her fatherly counsel because God put her in my life. That's beautiful. So I want her to talk about her experience when she goes to an after party. If she has feelings for a guy, I want to talk about that. That's because right. one thing about Boog, Boogie, I'm protecting my daughter from dudes like me. Wow. I was that dude that was a, a womanizer, a finesse, a juggler, all just for one gift. The keys between the knees. See what I'm saying? <laughs> so I know everything and I want to give my children that safe space. I mean, let's talk about it. Come on now. Like put your boxing gloves on. We're going to have to duke it out a little bit. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and I'm speaking verbally. And it's just like, I want you to ask those questions. I want, I want you to ask questions. Now, I, I don't know about, you know, how Mother Nature kind of does their thing with women. But at the end of the day, I tell her this. I said, Shakir, do you know you're having those cramps in your stomach? You know what that means? Like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm growing up. I'm like, no, you can start getting pregnant now. Wow. I got a nine-year-old daughter, so I'm, I don't know that I'm ready no. for this convo, it, but it's it, coming. But uncomfortable conversations need to be had at home because if it's not had at home, one thing that we all know, if you're not giving or you're not feeling that cup of curiosity, that's right. they're going to find it somewhere else. Cam, my son, my son came to me because I know what it's like to be 10 years old, and he, I didn't have an outlet, so I knew it was coming. Mm -hmm. I went in that room. His hands was under that blanket. I said, ah. I, said <laughs> I wanted to be like, my dude. Ah. <laughs> he, I said, boy, what you doing? He's like, nothing. I said, first of all, those are called hormones. Yes. He was like, daddy, I'm having urges. Yeah. I, said, I, said, I said, son, this is good. Mm. This is healthy. It's, it's life. It's li I said, you, what you feel is not wrong. Mm -hmm. The first thing I said to him is what I needed someone to say to me. Mm -hmm. This is not wrong. Let's process this. Yes, sir. Now he's now he's practicing in the mirror when he meets a girl. He's like, what's up, girl? Yeah. He's throwing his hands in his hair. He's, you know, but the, the physiological side of him growing up is my body is changing. Is this bad? Mm -hmm. No, son, an erection is not bad. It's, this is actually, you're going to thank me later, right. but you got to handle this the right way I right control now. It. You have to control it. Because before you get into a position where... And Drake says it in his song. How do you know who's for you when anyone will go with you? Woo! So that. when you get into that point where that trauma was never uh, uh, entertained by a higher being that has your best interest to say, okay, son, like them hormones, they just jumping out the bando. Like we got to control that. If that is not controlled at an early age or at a, at, at a time frame in your life where you can get a grasp of what's really going on, when you're in a position where now it's too late and that's when 
corruption and, and, and forces in your, in your mind, body, and soul, and in your life start to take over. And it's like, okay, cool, boom. No, 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 no. We can't accept certain people that's in public uh, uh, eyes on a daily basis. They have this mantra about, you know, I'm macho, I'm too good for counseling, I'm too good to, bro, you can't talk to me, you my manager, or you can't talk to me, bro, like I'm paying you, like da 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 da. But when people really have your best interest and they start talking to you and say, bro, this not, it's not cool, dog. But I'm, instead of talking in, the, in, in a manner of judging, it's talking more so on a sense of like, bro, I want to help, dog. And I'm just, I won't be me if I don't bring it to your attention. What you got going on right now, that ain't it. Let's, let's, let's find help. And counseling is also, can also be found in a friend. Yeah. And I'll, I know more black people than I know any other race. So I only can speak about mm -hmm. black people. I, not a lot of us are able to put our pride aside and say, bro, like I'm going through those same issues. So for me, when, when I'm living my life and I know everything is always preached, marriage, 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 this, that, and the third, but divorcing, like it's more people getting divorced. And yeah, I'm like, I'm like, and, and church, and here's the thing, what God put together, let no man separate. The problem is some of these marriages God didn't put together. Mm. And so if you got a pile of doo-doo and then you put perfume on it, just because you put perfume on it don't mean it's, it's still not doo-doo. Um, just because it might not stink as bad doesn't mean that at its core it's not rotten. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the, the, the reality of marriage is that it's a choice that two people make, and you have to make that choice again every day. Yes. And, you know, ain't no amount of Jesus. I don't care how, because here's the thing. Sex can't keep you married. Mm -hmm. if, if that was the case, then people wouldn't be getting divorced. People who are real fine. And real handsome, they get married out of town. So cosmetics can't keep you together. Mm -hmm. Money can't keep you together. There has to be something else that makes you decide, this is who I want to be with. This is where I'm going. It's always going to be other options and opportunities. You know, and I look at my life and I look at the things that I've walked through. And at the most broken moment of my life, it wasn't sex I was wanting. It was I wanted to be seen. And I've, I, I was lied to by an, an invisible enemy that says, you're invisible in your own home. Mm -hmm. So for me, it might not have been... Uh, actual sex, but I wanted to hear somebody tell me that I was valuable, yeah. that I was good. Speaking and so, life. yeah. And so my wife, in one of our counseling sessions, she was like, I wish you would have just, I almost wish you would have slept with somebody for all the hell you done been through. Mm -hmm. You All of this, and you still ain't getting none. And I'm like, that's, first of all, that's funny. And I didn't. Right. But but the reality is, in the public space, wrong is wrong. Right. What the, And the things that I've walked through were wrong. There's no excuse for it. But there are reasons behind it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been discovering in counseling. But I had to put my pride aside because there were some counselors that when I would go into counseling, this is the truth, I would be able to see their problems quicker than they could help me identify mine. Mm. So now I'm coming in to count, be counseled and I'm counseling you. Right. And you battered. Right. I'm like, I actually, okay, yeah, let's pray. And I'm glad you crying, but I paid. Yeah. To come in here. And I got to pay you, right, you right. Know, for so, the hour. So I was, we, I f we were finally able to find counselors that literally I'm not smarter than, can't see into, mm -hmm. and I'm able to begin to listen and learn. That's been a long process. Absolutely. And I'm going to be in that thing for a while. Yes, sir. But that's the humility that says I'm not okay. And I'm going to stay in here until I am. 
Right. I think, you know, I want to stay here now and I just really want to use your testimony as, you know, a, a, a breakthrough for somebody who sees this. How are you and your wife able to, family, able to, you know, really latch on to each other and navigate through the 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 scorns and the chastisers and and, yeah. and the people who say, oh, look, nah, nah. Mm -hmm. but y'all, despite of, you, right. you're able to still yeah. uh, go through this life with love and and and, and great attention. I think Aventure, man, she's a, she's a rare gift. She's she's the most brilliant young lady, man. She's got an entrepreneurial mind, but she's got a nurturer's heart. Mm -hmm. So she's always caring about the kids. And even with all the hell we went through, she was still concerned about me. Like, I know we need counseling. She's like, but you need counseling. Mm -hmm. And she could have left at any moment. Nobody would have said nothing. They, you know, all the, I know that's right, girl. I would have left them too, honey. Who, all them people talking. They would have wanted to nobody. switch. They would have wanted to switch places. They ain't got they nobody. Don't got nobody. Yeah, so that's why I don't put, I don't put, a bunch of uh, credit on the noise of the crowd because mm. they're not in my house. They're not paying my bills. My wife and I made a choice to stay together to build our family. That. That's our choice and that's our pleasure. We building that. And what I realized is that she came in pre-wired to build. I'm a red line guy where unless it's on fire, that's when I address it. Mm -hmm. She wants order and structure. Preventative wants to measure. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, wants yeah. six months in advance. Like, where are we going to be on Tuesday, February 19th? And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to eat in 12 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so what, what we decided is that no one outside of our house is going to define mm. who we are, how we choose to love one another, or how we choose to build. Right. That's our business. That's I'm it. not in nobody else's house. And while everybody wants to throw throw rocks at my house, you might want to check the foundation of yours. Right. You see what I'm saying? Because I've never judged anybody based on anything that they've done or walked through. So I'm not, I don't reap in that area because I've always sown protection. Correct. Correct. Dis uh, discretion. I cover people. Yes, sir. But for me, me and my wife, we're going to continue to build our family how we see fit. Yes, We're going to continue to walk out our process with love, trusted friends, counselors. And then we're going to share that information at the right time right. with people that we think we can help. I think, you know, right now, I always use the quote that my mom says. She says, the, day, the difference between, you know, relationships nowadays and old school relationships is the old school relationships was looking for every reason to stay. Nowadays... People are looking for every reason to leave. Yeah. And that's an issue because nobody has walked this God green earth that is not flawed. Come on, man. And let's just put it even, let's bring a microscope even closer. If you ask anybody to unlock their phone and remove themselves from that room and allow a person to give a diagnosis of that phone's content in 15 minutes without them being present, nobody will allow that to happen. Yikes. So <laughs> at the end of the day, I, 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 I commend you, you know, for being a vessel because God is using you. It may not be how, you know, I don't get, you don't get to choose what's on the menu. You just have to eat what's served. 
Wow. Yeah, I, I've, Cal, bro, let me tell you something. I, I was like, God, when I was called to ministry, I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. Nobody was there. People who want to maybe take a mic out of my hand, you weren't there when he put the mic in my hand, so you can't, you can't take the mic out of my hand. But I told God as I continued to grow up, I was like, God, if I were you, I wouldn't use me because mm. I still got these appetites over here. Yes, sir. I still got these issues over here. I still, hey, you know, hey, you saw, you know what I'm struggling, you know what I'm dealing with over here. Oh, uh, you see that, you know, this is, even when I'm single, I'm like, God, if I were you, I wouldn't use me. Not me. Uh -huh. Not me. You see, I'm, nah. hey, that girl's booty, look at them yeah, boobs, Lord. Yeah. You, you telling me not to look at those? Yeah. Then I can't touch them neither. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so you're growing. Into the, and then and and while I'm still dealing with my manhood, God keeps elevating me. I'm like, yo, Lord, I don't want, I don't, I don't think you should. And He's like, I know exactly who you are. Yeah. The only person that's struggling with this is you. Mm. I know who I chose. I know who I called. I know where you're gonna fail. Mm. I knew when you were gonna fail. That's even a part of the plan. Right. See, that's the thing that people don't understand. When you are called by God, when you're God's child, mm -hmm. even your failures are a part of the plan. And your biggest scar is your biggest star. Dog, like for for me too is is acknowledging the fact that every single disciple, do your research, had an issue, had had scorn on a resume. Now you had a person that was tax fraud, you had a drunk, you had people who was even killing Christians, and somehow or another they began to be a a, a, a vessel of Christ. That's right. And somehow or another. We may have those same type of people in, in, in our world today, but we judge them. We say this, we say that. I always pray for discretion. I pray for discernment. I pray for finding out people's true intentions. Um, and, I, you know, Drake always say, well, you know, I'm a big um, fan. You know, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a music fan. Mm -hmm. um, I'm the person that goes on Rap Genius or now with the new addition to Apple, you're able to read the actual yeah, lyrics, the as, lyrics. It, as it's going. Yes, sir. Uh, may the real live forever and the fake get exposed. So I'm for me, you. over time, and I done been through so much, and even when I'm talking to my kids, I'm like, man, listen, bro, there ain't nothing that you going to go through that I haven't already did. So it's best for you to come to me to get counsel because if you take that car without my permission and you skin your, you skin your booty and I'm a person that could have easily told you how to move and maneuver. Now I'm not about to be allowing you to do this and have all type of company and no, it's, it's perspective. And I give, I, tr I try to be the best father that I know how, because even though my father was great, my earthly father was, was great, my mom was great, it's still some insufficiencies that they had in my life that didn't make them any worse, didn't right. make them a bad person, didn't make them fake, flaw, or, 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 or unjust. It was just something that I looked at, it was like, man, Y'all don't know how to speak my language on this type of topic. Yeah. And it can make it seem like, um, like you ain't never been in Magic City. <laughs> you feel me? Like, you Those don't know. Pepper you don't, wings are amazing. You know what You got to try them. Like, bro, I, I, I feel like, you know, having that discussion with my dad, man, it, it, you know, we was, you know, battering rams. And if it was up to me at my eight-year-old self, I'd be married. Had the white picket fence and all this and that and third, but that's not how 
we live. You know, real situations happen in life. Right. Of course, we don't see ourselves ever getting into an accident or a flat tire or, you know, the lights go off. But those things happen. That's right. Then what you're supposed to do, you know. So for me, as I'm going through my life and I'm realizing I'm like, man, this ain't this ain't for me. And the hardest thing, too, especially for people who are of influence or so many people look towards as a role model and things like that. Oftentimes, we don't have people to go to. No. And that's and, and it's a it's a it's a source of abandonment. You feel alone. And it's like, I'm looking at all this money. Who can I go to that can relate to having access to all that? Nobody. With that money, it's so much power. That's right. And it's not for me to just say and brag and be like, oh, man, I got so much. I got this and I got that. It's really like, man, I bleed just like you, bro. I, I hurt just like you. I got even the most strong physical people. They may be the most sensitive. Yeah. And how do we go to get recharged to say, all right, bro, now, nah, like, let's come back. And, you know, my girl now, it's like, dog, she used, she says, my love is a superpower. I'm gonna love you back to health. Wow. And I saw that, I saw that in my mom. You feel me? And in, in a world full of lust and temptation and all this and that, I ain't perfect. And I I'll be the first person to tell anybody who followed my career, it's like, bro, I want you to see mistakes. I want you to see, you know, me, you know, fall down. But once one thing about me, I'm going to get back up and I'm going to use that as a testimony to be able to make sure that you don't do that. Now, again, I could tell my son Chosen, tell my son Jaden, hey, listen, y'all touch that stove. It's going to scald you and it's going to burn you. And sooner or later, you're going to keep looking at that stove and you ain't going to believe that until you touch yep. it. And ah, man, my dad just told me that. So throughout it all, man, I, uh, I commend you for being strong. And you know, you don't you don't know me. Uh and even when I seen you at the Hawks game, I was like, man, he my type of dude, bro. I like it was the energy. I believe yeah, the energy. And you know, just how you was going about it, I was like, bro, I like that. I like yeah, that. Yeah, man. I feel like I feel like uh God brings kindred spirits together. Mm. And uh you you said something that was very powerful. I hope that your your viewers and your listeners catch it. You said, who do I talk to that has access to all this, that, who's in my circle that I can talk to? What you were saying is where do leaders go to bleed? Mm. Because shepherds cannot bleed around the sheep that they're called to lead. Mm -hmm. Shepherds have to talk to other shepherds. Right. Eagles have to bleed around other eagles. Yes, sir. If you're an eagle, you can't bleed around chickens because right. they'll think it's weakness. Correct. And for me, because of what I do, uh, in a large part on the pastoral side, people think that, you know, that I don't need encouragement, that I don't need words of, of life. It's not true. My whole life is, de is devoted to f speaking life to other people. Of course I get tired. Mm -hmm. Of course I have issues. But the problem was I didn't feel safe enough to have those conversations mm -hmm. because I knew that where I was in this landscape of you know, whatever Christian hierarchy, I was at this high place and you can't talk 
to anybody about your issues unless they up there. Correct. But I really didn't have a lot of people up there to talk to because I ain't rock with them either. Yeah. I'm not really a church boy. I love God. Correct. But I'm not for the church. I'm for the streets. Correct. Like my family from the projects, like my, my aunts and uncles, my cousins, you know what I'm saying? What I grew up around wasn't just, you know, all flowers and roses. Mm -hmm. You know, even with my mom, we lived in a two bedroom apartment, no air conditioning, one bathroom, and I thought it was the freaking Four Seasons. The cathedral. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Ties but, Right. But what I realized is as you grow, if you don't find safe places to bleed, you're going to internalize that stuff. It's going to poison you. Yeah. And and for me, I'm 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 where you are, Lord. Surround me with the gen the genuine people and expose the fakers. Mm -hmm. And that's in every area of life. The reason why I still have a microphone, the reason why God keeps using me is because He knows my heart. I'm big on heart, and so is God. Mm -hmm. God always checks heart. That goes back to David, yes, a sir. man after God's own heart. He done killed this man, mm -hmm. slept with his wife, mm -hmm. got her pregnant. Three of his kids died. Absalom, mm -hmm. Tamar got raped by the other son. He died. Issue, issue. You see what I'm in, saying? In his household. In his house. And his, he never yeah. stopped worshiping God. He stayed humble. And, and he continued to be available to God. It's not about perfection. It's about availability. Mm -hmm. God, I blew it. But if you can use me. Please do. That's what you're doing here. You've shared multiple times in this conversation, I want people to learn from my mistakes. Do you know how powerful it is that someone in your position who has power and has influence and has resources is, is confident enough and comfortable enough to say, I didn't do everything right, mm -hmm. and where I blew it, you can do better. That's where I'm at in my life right now. Yes, sir. I don't want people to repeat those mistakes. I want people to get free. And uh, truthfully, sometimes... Church is not the place where freedom uh, is introduced. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's more bondage there than freedom. Right. Uh, that's why our church don't fit, because we fight for everybody. Right. I don't care who you are. You know, we got we got same gender loving couples go to our church, and they're like, "Will you pray for our baby?" I'm like, "Of course I'm gonna pray for the baby." What are right. you talking about? And with the other church, they wouldn't pray for our baby. Like, mm. how God, does that even sound? Yeah, like I couldn't even <laughs> I couldn't even understand that, and I'm like. I know they ain't got no problem with you and your wife right. when a lot of the gospel music that they singing in these choirs mm -hmm. was written by gay people. Mm. You know, but let's keep it up. Keep it if up. that same gay couple, right? Will they take their money? I, no comment. Exactly. Will they take your tithe? Come we on, pray for your baby. Come on now. Yeah. So, man, look, we we, yeah. we can stay here all day. <laughs> But we not, you know what I'm saying? Uh, man, Give me that stogie on that one. You dig what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, how we end things always here at Funky Friday. We both going to look at this screen, and then we going to go to that screen, and then we going to go to that screen. We're going to say it in unison. One right. finger. One finger. One pinky. One pinky. One thumb. One thumb. One love. One love. Appreciate you. Pastor. Oh my God! Appreciate you, man. Appreciate oh you, God. Thank you, man. Man, this was Thank you. wonderful. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.